0: Log Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beef Joe, and
1: I am back at it. Back at it. Back
0: at it. Again?
1: <laughs> I'm back at it again, man. All right? We are back. Let me tell you, we got a lot to discuss today. We're going to be talking about all these uh, rumors swirling around the New York Jets right now, still trying to obtain Aaron Rodgers. All right. The Packers seem to not want to uh, let things go here. We're still going through this situation with the Packers. They just don't understand. But, you know, we're going to keep pushing ahead. Uh, Craig Carton came out and had a a rumor that he swung out there. We're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing the New York Jets making some signings too. Uh, Tim Boyle, a guy that a uh, you know a former Packers quarterback is in the building. Quentin Jefferson as well, former Seahawks defensive tackle has been signed too. We're also going to be talking about Quentin Williams. we got a lot to discuss, so let me go ahead and get into the show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me seriously promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Boy is also on iTunes as well, all right? Go on over to iTunes, type in The Long Beach Joe Show, okay? Subscribe to the podcast on there. Give me a five-star rating, okay? And then give me some feedback. Let me know what you folks think about what I'm doing here on my show. I want to thank everybody that does that. Truly appreciate it. Boy is also as well on Twitter, okay? Go on over to Twitter, type in at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe, okay? On over there, follow the show. Give me some, you know, some some, uh, some of your thoughts on there as well. Let me know how you're feeling. Go back and forth with me. I love that. Like having fun doing that, connecting with a lot of people. Also as well, for those of you that do not know, hey, this show is streamed live. Okay. I know that there's a lot of people that be like, man, Joe, we didn't know. You know, we heard the we heard the show. We like the takes. We like what you're giving us, but we didn't know you looked so good. So, hey. It is what it is. I'm just an average guy. I'm not cocky. I'm not arrogant. All right. I'm just trying to move and groove the way that I can. You know what I'm saying. So if you want to see me, if you want to see the show, if you want to get involved with the savages, okay. And I call my chapter savages. Why? Because they're
0: savage.
1: I'm talking straight savage. Listen, they get after it. Okay, they don't care who you are, where you're from, what you're doing, nothing. If they don't like your takes, they're going to let you know about it. Nobody is safe, not even me, not even me, all right? So if you want to get involved and you want to come on by, see what's going, see what's moving, shaking, and popping around, you know, my neck of the woods, check out with the savages as well. Come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. So when I post content, you'll be in a know. Also, give the videos a thumbs up as well. All right? So we have a lot of fun, and we do a lot of great things over here. Get involved any way that you can. Now, with all that said, we got to get to this news, man. We're going to get to the callers in just a second. Hold on. Salutes to all the, all, the, all the callers on the line. We'll get to you in a second. Lines are hot. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking callers. Filing in. Now, this week got off to uh, kind of a crazy start, all right? We had Craig Carton come out and throw out a, a rumor, okay? Throw out some things that according to you know, reports that he says uh, that there's, a, there's a, some mystery teams in the midst that could grab Aaron Rodgers straight out the New York Jets' hands if this trade doesn't get done and it falls apart. And the mystery team that he unveiled was the San Francisco 49ers. He's saying the San Francisco 49ers could be in the hunt to grab Aaron Rodgers. Okay. He talked about compensation that the Niners could possibly give them. Talked about the Niners being a great home for Aaron Rodgers. And when it was all said and done, and I heard this situation, I said to myself, I don't believe this rumor. Not only do I not believe this rumor, I believe that this entire situation has been drubbed up by the Packers, has been leaked out to try to gain some type of leverage, to try to, think that, you know, try to make people think that they've garnered some type of interest outside of the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers, right? We all know the current situation. Now, here's the deal, right? The Jets and Packers have gone back and forth. Of course, the Packers, according to reports, wanted the Jets' first-round pick. We've known since then they've kind of come off of that ideal, okay? Pretty publicly, they've talked about how, hey, you know, maybe we don't really need a first-round pick. But when you look at the situation with Aaron Rodgers and this rumor, according to supposedly the Niners are in the hunt for him, I looked at it and I said, wow, Aaron Rodgers has already come out and said that he does not want to have anything to do with playing for the San Francisco 49ers. At an AT&T pro-amp tournament, salutes all the Savages, Vibes, FL, everybody filing in. Salutes. He said at an AT&T program, I am not going to San Fran. This was early in the process when everyone was talking about, you know, him being possibly being traded and the Packers being ready to move on from him. He sat right there and just ruled out San Francisco off the bat. He's had a long history of not being, you know, very uh, fond of San Francisco since they passed him, they passed on him in the draft. We know that. He came out, you know, on draft night and talked about how, They're going to be sorry that they passed on me, basically, you know. And that clip is out there, and everybody can check that out. Now, he put them on notice, okay. Also keep in mind, once the the talk about Aaron Rodgers was going on, about about the Green Bay Packers moving on from him possibly early in the talks, there was reports coming out that they had already had internal discussions, that they would not trade him to a team within the NFC. There was tons of reports coming out like that, that they had had internal discussion. They didn't want to have anything to do with trading him to a team in the NFC. They wanted to move him to a team in the AFC. That's why the Jets and a host of other teams at that time made more sense, but the Jets made the most sense. So now this rumor completely goes against Aaron Rodgers and where he'd want to go. It also goes against where the Packers had initially said they didn't want to send him, which would be in the NFC. Then when you really start to break things down with the 49ers, you look at their situation. They got Trey Lance, all right, which they traded a 2022-2023 first-round pick, two first-round picks for him. And they also gave up a 2022 third-round pick to move up to draft this kid. He's still on their roster. They're trying to figure out if he's the guy that can lead them going forward. They also got Purdy, a guy that took him to the NFC Championship just this past season. He looked phenomenal got an elbow injury, he'll be back as well, right, once that elbow heals up, which should be soon. Then they just signed Sam Darnold to a $4.5 million deal. Why would they do that? So why do they have all these guys on the roster if Aaron Rodgers was truly an option? What are they, what are they stacking quarterbacks there?
0: None of this makes
1: sense. Then when you look at their situation as well, look at the, the capital, look at the impact that Rodgers would have on their cap as well. Uh, The 49ers don't have a first-round pick. Anybody remember? The Green Bay Packers are going off. Hey, we need the Jets 13. Everybody was talking about 13 for 12. 13 for 12. Make it happen. The Niners don't have a first-round pick. They got a bunch of compensatory picks. Those picks are at the end of the third round, though. Those are basically fourth-round picks. Then they also only have about $3 million on their cap currently, and they still have to pay Bosa. They still got a host of other guys they have to pay as well. How can they truly afford Aaron Rodgers, even if he wanted to go there? How could they afford him? All of these things are not making much sense, and that's why it seems like this has been leaked out by the Green Bay Packers to try to gain some type of – try to garner some type of, of interest, to try to make it seem like they've garnered more interest outside of the New York Jets. The Jets make the most sense, okay? And I also believe that the Green Bay Packers are trying to do this to create – a situation within the media to try to get Woody Johnson to panic. We're going to be talking about that tonight as well. We've seen at times, we know that Woody Johnson in the past has made decisions panicking and trying to keep his name within the media, trying to keep the New York Jets on that front page. We've seen splash signings in the past that did not make sense, right? We've seen them. When the Jets needed impact positions, we would go after guys that didn't make sense, giving guys money that made a whole, just didn't make any sense at all and did not help the New York Jets long term. I believe that the Green Bay Packers are trying to pull at those strings to try to make Woody Johnson do something knee-jerk and try to get him to, give Joe, to make Joe Douglas give up more compensation than he should within this situation. The Green Bay Packers need to wake up. The New York Jets are no longer a team that runs like that. Those, these are old tactics that were used in the past to try to get the New York Jets to make foolish mistakes. That time is over. Mike McCagnon no longer here. Todd Bowles, no longer here. Adam Gaye's no longer here. That circus environment that used to be here is to wake up and realize that the Jets, the Jets front office, the Jets coaching staff, the Jets franchise is headed in a new direction. We will be a, a organization to be reckoned with. Oh, we will. And we have a general manager that understands football on a level that we have not had at that position within our franchise in a long time. And he understands what's going on in the NFL, and he understands what's happening out here. Now, reportedly, the New York Jets have offered the Green Bay Packers a 2023 second-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick that could turn into a first-round pick, depending on the escalators that Aaron Rodgers would need to meet. And what they're asking for back is just compensation in case Aaron Rodgers decides to retire in 2024. If he's just a one-and-done, give us a little something back. And according to reports, that pick that they would like back would be possibly a third-round pick. That's according to reports. That's fair compensation. The Green Bay Packers need to wake up. You're going forward with Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers has already said himself he wants to be a Jet. It's time for you to do what's right. Allow yourself to move forward. Allow yourself to get this compensation that the Jets are going to give you and continue to build with Jordan Love. Give that kid a chance to go in there and be better. Give that kid a chance to go in there next year with some young guys that you're going to be able to pick in this upcoming draft and do what he needs to do to continue to take a step forward in his career. Because these games right here, I'm telling you, they're not going to end up very well because Joe Douglas is not going to be fleeced. We're going to get to these lines, 515-602-9639. Also, we've signed Tim Boyle, former uh, (laughs) Packers QB, all right? Also uh, pretty tight with Aaron Rodgers as well. Knows the system, Nathaniel Hackett. Offensive coordinator, all right, he was with them 2000, excuse me, 2019 to 2020. It's a very interesting situation here. I like this. I want to know, is this a guy that could be the New York Jets backup quarterback? I'm just saying. We've also signed Quentin Jefferson as well. Quentin Jefferson is in the building. We lost Rankins. We lost uh, Nathan Shepard. We didn't get Calais Campbell, as you all know. We lost uh, Fletcher Cox as well. He stayed with the Eagles. And we bring in Quentin Jefferson, a really solid pass rushing defensive tackle. We're also going to be discussing Quentin Williams, all right? Listen, April 17th is coming around the corner. Off-season program is going to start. We know that Quentin Williams has said from the jump that uh, he does not want to, uh, you know, he's not going to report to anything in the off-season unless uh, that deal and extension is done. So we're going to get to these lines, 515-602-9639, 515 515- is number. Call in. We're taking all callers, okay? You know, we're going to it all. We're going to be discussing it all tonight. First caller we're going to go to is my guy, Chris. Chris, I'm coming directly to you. Chris, Chris, Chris. Hey, what's up? My friend. What's going on? on, First off, for those of you that don't know, that boy, Chris, he's a savage. Chris is a savage. All right? Listen, Chris, there's been a lot of things going on, man, and I want to get your thoughts on this situation where Craig Carton comes out and says that the San Francisco 49ers could be in the hunt to grab Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts about this, man?
2: Uh, there's there's no way they're going to be able to do that. They trade him in their own division, and it's just too much. It's just too much. He already said he wanted mm-hmm. to go to Jets. I think the deal is done. I think they're just throwing up smoke just to get the to jets maybe see if they're gonna get a first round pick. You know, the trade's basically already done. I mean they know they they're on the time clock to the draft.
1: So this this trade's gonna be done. So Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I personally believe yeah, I, I personally believe again that this is a lot of smoke, but I, what I'm wondering about, what I'm worried about a bit here, Chris is the situation with Woody Johnson. Are you concerned that all this media attention that we're garnering because of this situation currently and the boogeyman tactics that are being used by the Packers surrounding, you know, this trade could influence Woody Johnson to step in and force Joe Douglas to give up more value than he's comfortable with for Aaron Rodgers?
2: Well, you know, one of the things that I I think that, you know, maybe should be given is maybe a first round pick maybe next year. And here's why: the Jets have four first-round picks last year. Okay, and the cap space is going to be um, is going to be very, very, very limited uh, for the next two years. And you know, if you're trying to maybe see what Zach Wilson's about and maybe give him an extension, or maybe even give him a tie Benson, you're going to need that extra first because first-round picks get a get an extra like a lot of money. And having that cap belief, you know, does a lot, especially on these contracts you got coming up, like Quentin Williams. And so I think giving up a first-round pick, you know, for Aaron Rodgers won't be the worst thing in the world uh, as far as next year if we're not looking for a quarterback. And I, and I think – and this is what I would say. I think Aaron Rodgers is staying here two years because I, I have a hard time believing a lot of these guys coming here and he's going to get this two years and if it doesn't happen in 2 years then i can see him walking away but i don't think he's going to come in here in one season and just say okay i'm out i think he's going to give this 2 years you know what i'm saying he's going to give this 2 possibly 3 years because the guy you know wants to be heralded as one of the greatest quarterback of all time he wants to be up there with brady He's a very hard competitor. He's, he's one of the, the fiercest competitors. He's just so arrogant, and that just says complete. I don't see him retiring, Joe. I just he's just too arrogant yeah. to go in and, and win. I just don't see it. That's what I mean. he's going to retire. I'm like, I don't see that guy retiring any, anytime soon until they mm. cut him off the field. You know, I don't see. Mm. It, I don't yeah. see it. I don't see him. I don't see it. So, I think it's all game. I think, but if Woody has to give up a first round next year to get the deal done maybe but it should be in the 20s or whatever but i believe the deal mm-hmm. is done already so i don't i don't i don't, I don't think it's it's even worth like you know i i think that's smoke. yeah san francisco clearly wants to go with, with the, i mean they got to see what they have in their quarterback i mean what is they, they, they got mm-hmm. three quarterbacks there they they gave up like four draft choices for that guy i mean they got to yeah. see this through so um yeah. There's no way. And they got contracts. They just gave up a big contract to, to Bosa, and they got some other guys coming up. They're not going to be able to afford Aaron
1: Hmm. And,
0: and
1: that's a very interesting situation that you're talking about because you started to kind of discuss the draft just a little bit, even them giving up you know, the kind of capital that they gave up to get Trey Lance. When you look at the situation, it continues to play out. The draft is coming up pretty soon. Do you think yeah. that this deal, do you think this trade will be done before the draft?
0: Yeah, and if it isn't absolutely. done before
1: the draft, okay, you you think it'll be done before the draft. When do you think? Like, yeah. are, you, are you thinking a week? When do you think it'll happen?
2: No, I think, it, I'll be, think it'll be be done before the the day before the draft or during the draft. I think you'll see mm. a conversation. Because the second round, I mean, everybody's talking about the second round like it's there's some good players in the, in the second round this year, man. If you do your draft simulations, mm-hmm. there's going to be some really good players available, and who knows who falls, you know? So there's, yeah. there, there's going to be some good players at the second round, and having two second-round picks, you can trade up and get an extra first rounder, and if you have Jordan Love. You've got to find out who Jordan Love is. You've got to find out what you have in this guy. I mean, yeah. I mean for the Packers, this is a labor of urgency. They can't get no third-round pick. They they need a first- or second-round pick, somebody, something else. And if they got two first-round, second-round picks, they may be able to have enough capital to trade back up into the first round and get some players with Jordan. They got to surround Jordan Love with some players, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. So and the need is on both, the the needs, the,
2: the needs on both sides. The need is on both. Let's not get it twisted. The need is on both sides. They got to know who, what Jordan Love's about, man. They got to know. hmm so they got to put him around the best type of players he can find. So they're probably going to use those two first round picks
1: to trade up, trade up and get another first round. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And again, the New York Jets, according to reports, are giving them a twenty twenty three second, a twenty another twenty twenty three second that could reach a first, depending on the escalators that yeah. you know uh, Aaron Rodgers would need to meet. I think it's fair compensation. Again, what's holding it up is they just want to pick back in case Aaron Rodgers just ones and duns and retires. Uh, after a year, but I think it's fair compensation. I think it's good compensation, and all the points that you made, you know, they, they've got to invest in love and figure things out. Because again, he's also a guy that fifth year options coming up. They're gonna have to figure out what's yeah. happening with him, you know, pretty soon. Or they're gonna be in a situation like we were with Sam Darnold, which is a nightmare situation yep. for a franchise to be in. Now, when you look at the New York Jets and we talk about this quarterback situation, we know that this Aaron Rodgers thing is going on. But what are your thoughts about the Jets signing Tim Boyle to a one year deal? How are you feeling um, about this, man? This is a guy that has familiarity to Aaron Rodgers, has familiarity with the offense, has familiarity with Nathan- Nathaniel Hackett, our offensive coordinator. What are your thoughts about that, man?
2: I mean, it's always good to bring somebody in uh, for, for camp that already has experience in the system mm-hmm. because you're you're not putting in a new system. You're putting in a kind of a new system, and we're going to see what guy I mean, guys like Zach along so you don't have to rush him. But I think Zach Wilson is going to be the um, – the second guy, I think, uh,
0: really? I think he's going to have
2: think. I think Zach has a lot to prove. I think, you know, just from a work ethic perspective, everybody craps on Zach Wilson. I mean, if you look at the Zach Wilson story, like how he became the second overall pick, he's going to work his butt off, man. Nobody in the room is – I think last year was just too much for him. I think it was just we're supposed to go to – you know, it just – he just got caught in the headlights, man. Having Aaron Rodgers there is going to really uh, – I still have confidence in him that long-term he, he, can, he can be a – will he be a franchise quarterback? I don't know, but I could see something like uh, the guy in Minnesota, Kirk Cousins type of guy.
1: I could mm-hmm. see somebody
2: like that with Jack Wilson.
1: Okay. Okay. Now the Jets also signed Quentin, Quentin Jefferson as well to a mm-hmm. deal. You know, we know we have holes along the defensive line. What are your thoughts on that signing?
2: I mean it was a good signing. I mean, but I think that they're also try, from my understanding that you know, I didn't to be everybody's like, Well, we gotta get deep up with this. Last year I did not I l I didn't I didn't like the Jets one game. I think the linebackers did a lot of the, the tackling. I didn't like sometime Nathan Shepherd. I mean, you can look at that Patriots game and Damien Wills ran all over us, man. And, you know, and then when Quinton was out, you seen so they think about – I heard uh, that the Jets are talking about Sean Robinson, which I like better, to be honest yeah. with you, than Sheldon Lange. You know, I like Sheldon – I like Sean Robinson because he's going to stop that run. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you bring him, him and then another guy, the other guy from Seattle, you should have a great middle defense that can stop the run and actually get Quinton in the backfield. Guys can take up double teams because some mm-hmm. of these guys last year with his tackles. and listen – Tenzo Smart, let's not get rid of the Tanzo man. He showed a lot last year, man. Let's just throw this guy in his yeah. He was pretty good. He was pretty good, man. Tenzo Smart was pretty yeah. good last year. So everybody said, oh, we don't have any defensive tackles. Look at the take with Tenzo Smart last year. He was in the backfield a lot. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't discount that guy either. I was it for him last year to get on the field. Tenzo Smart's a good yeah. player, man. Um, he's gonna get. Yeah, no, he, he reminds me of his, his. 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 He reminds me of the uh, pass rusher that we have now, where it took him a couple of years to develop. But I think Kendro Smart's gonna have a bigger role in this team than anybody expects, because um, you, you keep a guy on the practice squad, you develop their talent, and I think that he's mm-hmm. gonna be a good good player next year. You know, they'll start looking look at the draft a position as he's developed.
1: No, listen, you're talking facts. And, again, 515-602-969 is number. Everybody call in. We'll get to everybody in a second. Hold on. Ted, other callers will come to you in a a second. Listen, before I let you go, you're talking about the defensive line. Quickly, give me your thoughts on this Quentin Williams contract situation. Do you think we'll be able to get him extended before April 17th? Keep in mind. Keep in mind. He's not going to show up to anything voluntary. He's already said that. And the price is going up. Jeff Simmons just agreed. That's the Titans. Defensive tackle, defensive lineman, excuse me. He just agreed to terms on a big deal, four-year, ninety-four million dollar extension. Mm-hmm. That's twenty-three point five per. I mean, right. what are your thoughts about this situation with Clinton Williams? And what is the most you'd be willing to give him to keep him a Jet?
2: A question, is, Go ahead. you know, I, well, honestly, if you look o- over over the Jets, the, the the players that we have, who are we playing? So, I mean, who are we paying right now? We're going to pay Aaron Rodgers and a couple of other guys that we had. So you can actually spread that contract over over, over four or five years, but they could have been – should be around here for a while. So you could spread some of that money. You could give him $100 million. I mean, because the cap keeps going up. And if you give them an annually a $25, 24 million, and 24000000 and then some dead cap money years, you can give them maybe $100, $110, 120000000 million dollars you know, over mm-hmm. you know a five-, six-year contract, and you can spread the cap out. I mean, I think they got this thing worked out with Quinton because I think that he's one of the most important players on the team. He understands and his agents does because, you know, as much as he, well, he wants to win. And, uh, you know, there's no way they're bringing Aaron Rodgers in the building, so everybody's kind of looking at seeing what happens here. So I think Quentin is is, 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 um, is ready to go, man. I think he's, he's excited. I think uh, you know they put some guys in the defense. I think he's going to be ready to go. I mean, they're going to pay him. I think mm-hmm. this is all worked out. I think you know.
1: Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. I
1: yeah. hope it does. I mean, we'll see. If you're the Jets general manager, I'm thinking 25 mil per is probably what you're going to have to give him. But listen, Chris, I got to slide yeah. off. We got other callers. I want to thank, thank you, you yep. for calling in tonight. Next time I'm on the show, I want to hear from you. All right.
2: All right, Big Joe. Take it easy, man.
1: All right. Have a good one. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Oh, we just lost Bill. Bill, call back in. We'll we'll get right to you. Other callers, please hold on. We're getting to everybody. Salutes to the Savages in the chat. GBH in the chat says, need the Rodgers' domino to fall soon. With Simmons getting paid, along with Commander's uh, defensive tackle paying. Yep, he got paid as well. And Hargrove out in San Francisco. Q will be getting <laughs> Aaron Donald payment soon. We still need a space-eating defensive tackle. You're talking facts, man. Listen, Simmons got money today. 23.5, you know, is, is the number. That is the number right now. You know, outside of Aaron Donald, I think he's the next highest guy getting money. And as, uh, you know, GVA's talked about as well, there's other guys getting paid too, all right? on Payne, 22.5, Hargrove, 21 million. Uh, Leonard Williams, 21 million. This number keeps going up and up and up and uh, I'm telling you I think at this point 20, 24, 25, possibly 26 million per year is what you're going to be looking at for Keenan Williams. And I mean, he's a guy that's balled out. He's balled out. You can't deny it. Pro bowl all pro. It is what it is. We're getting back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Salute to the savages. We'll come to you guys as well. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Share the stream as well with your friends and your family across your social media and your, all of your platforms. All right. And subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Hit that notification bell. Next, we're getting back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. We're going to my guy, Ted. We're coming to Ted. Ted, I know, has quite a bit to say. 347, hold on. We'll come to you in a second. Salutes, Ted. I want to thank you for calling in. For those of you that do not know, this man, Ted, oh, he is a savage. Ted, salutes to you, man. We're sitting here talking about Quentin Williams, dude. There's a lot of things going on. We just saw Simmons get paid a boatload of money, $23.5 million per year. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts about the situation with Quentin Williams, and do you think this will get done before the off-season program starts April 17th.
3: Good evening, Joe.
4: Happy holidays.
1: Um, You
3: too, Joe. Um, It has to get done, Joe. He's he's proven everything he has to prove. He played through injury in his rookie Mm -hmm. um, year. He had an injury. Um, He works hard. He keeps everything, keeps his nose clean, um, other than the gut incident, which was ridiculous. At the airport, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was kind of immaturity. But the guy, yeah. the guy's a beast, and he he deserves it, Joe. And you got you got to yeah. reward your your best
1: players. Go ahead, Joe. yeah. No, I mean you're you're talking facts there. You look at the situation mm-hmm. and again. The numbers keep going up and up and up. But when you have a yeah. guy that's been able to do what he's done here, right? And through thick and through yeah. thin, he was here through the. The situation era and all the bad football, he was here when guys were losing. He was here when Jamal Adams was going off and losing his mind, and he was a guy that just kept his head down and kept chugging along, just kept moving along, didn't rock the boat, didn't do anything. And look at where he's at now, coming off one of his most dominant seasons, 12 sacks. He led the New York Jets in sacks this season. And you could see that when he was not on the field, there was a difference, right? We saw that against the Absolutely. Lions. Absolutely. When he wasn't out yep. there against the Lions, the, the defensive line just looked it, it looked different. You know, there wasn't the disruption, the havoc up front. It just it wasn't there. You know, it wasn't there. And the Lions, that quarterback had a lot of time to sit back there and throw the football. But I'm hoping it mm-hmm. gets done. What do you think? It what do you? How much do you think it's going to take? You know, if you were the Jets general manager, would you be willing to give him 25 million per? Of course, yeah.
3: No doubt about it, and he I think he came in as a very young rookie, I think he was only twenty one I don't know what his age is yeah now. he was
0: my he, he, yeah, yeah. he was a he, great um, baby
1: yeah
3: yeah he um yep so i yeah twenty five for him i I don't mm. think that's much of an issue, Joe. i mean he's yeah. he deserves it, like I said, and funny, you brought up Jamal Adams, um I was thinking about what you said about. The trade for Rodgers, I don't think Joe Douglas is mm. given anything up in first-round pick. I don't care what year it is. You know, wow. it could be okay. 2030. He's not giving up a first-round pick. I still think that's mm. – I don't think that's all true. I mean, for, at first, I apologize for saying we're never going to get Rodgers. I did, didn't believe it. Uh, <laughs> I was wrong about that one. Um, but it's not It's not official yet. Not official yet. But okay. – um, the Jamal Adams thing proved that Douglas is an ultimate negotiator. I don't I don't think we're going to give much away for Rodgers, especially because of his personality and age. I he may only be one- or two-year player. We're not going to give a first-rounder. Of- There's no way. And they're dumping okay. salary.
1: Packers are dumping salary.
3: Yeah.
1: Go ahead, but it, 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 here's But so here's the deal, right? And I hear you mm-hmm. saying we're not going to give up a first, but according to reports, again, the 2024 – second rounder could turn into a first depending on escalators i necessarily wouldn't have a problem with that right a second round pick mm-hmm. another second round possibly a first i have no issues but i do like that again according to reports joe douglas is saying hey if he retires after a year i would like some compensation back and a lot of people are saying that that could either be a third round pick or a fourth round pick more people are saying a third round pick though but i'm looking at it like mm-hmm. this man you got uh, craig carton coming out saying that the niners could be in the push for him as well. Do you believe this rumor from Craig Carton? Do you think that the Niners could be a team that is hiding in the bushes, waiting for this to kind of play out to swoop in and grab Aaron Rodgers? Could be, could be perhaps. Mm. I,
3: I, I mean, they're making the, the ultimate run. Probably puts them over the top, you know, to to make it probably win the Super Bowl. Quite honestly, they could mm. make the move um that we have to be ready for plan b i don't care if rogers is working out with you know whoever he's working out with um we have Challenge to have a plan hard, b yeah. just in case yeah we have to have a we have to have a plan b just in case but joe i don't know i think when push comes to shove on draft night like i said on the previous call i think a second yeah. and a fourth are going to do it they they can't okay so if you're the packers and you have these pack picks coming back in future years with escalators. Can you imagine if he goes to the Super Bowl house? I want I to say the Packers would look dumb because they're ready to move on, but it's going to look so bad on them if they don't have – they need a clean divorce from Rodgers. They need to cut ties mm-hmm. like Barb and say, okay, enough. This, you know, It's Jordan Love's team or whoever's going to be there. Um, none of this give back later. It's only going to bring back memories. You know what I mean? They they need to cut mm-hmm. ties a second and a fourth, a second and a third, whatever you want to do. Joe, mm-hmm. one more thing real quick. There's sure. a guy, there's a, there's a linebacker in Arkansas I love. George, uh, Sanders is his last name. He played at Alabama. He transferred. He's like mm-hmm. a T.J. Watt type. He's probably a late first rounder. That's the kind of guy we need. He's 230 pounds. He can rush the passer, and he's a tackling machine. I mean, mm. he's like a T.J. – I won't say he's a T.J. Watt because that guy's special, mm-hmm. but he's the kind of guy that I would be willing to maybe take a second and a couple picks to move up late in the first round and get a, get a linebacker that can really cover – cover like a Van Der Esch. Like he's, he's the kind of guy yeah. that can move sideline to sideline and rush the passer. Go ahead, Joe.
1: No, listen, listen, I, and I think that that's something that the New York Jets are absolutely going to be look, looking to address uh, in the draft. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly where we'll take a linebacker again. Will we continue to discuss that? The draft is coming up. We're really going to hit that hard as well. Got a couple draft guys coming on. Got some draft guys oh, nice. coming on. We'll be talking to them, too. Nice. All right? Just put that out there. But, yeah, you know, the, the, the Jets are definitely going to look at linebacker. I believe safety is going to be, you know, defensive tackle possibly as well. Of course, offensive line yeah. is going to be looked at. But going back yeah. to the situation with Aaron Rodgers in this trade, you you know, you talked a little bit about it. You discussed that, that second and fourth and getting that clean divorce. I think that the Packers, it is a clean divorce, right? You took, you took Jordan Love before you took a wide receiver, you know, in the first to help Aaron Rodgers. That's what you did. Like you, mm-hmm. you, this divorce has been a long time coming, okay? You've done all these Kill. things. You set this in motion, right, where it's like, okay, he's out the door. Aaron Rodgers wanted transparency. He came out himself and talked about it and the Packers weren't as transparent as they should have been within the situation. They're trying to hold at first they were trying to hold on for a first. They realized they're not gonna get this. Now they're you know, they don't want the compensation now that the Jets are giving them, which is more than fair. To me, in my opinion, if they could get more from any team outside of the New York Jets, I believe they would have already made the trade already. Right? Probably. They would have already have done that. Yeah. That's why I'm not I'm not worried about this rumor at all. Because if you want to do it, then get it done. Everybody mm. else, you know, from everything that we hear, everybody else is out on this. They're out. We're the only ones knocking on the door saying, hey, we want Aaron Rodgers. Because if you could get anyone else to give you whatever it is that you want, you would have already done it. And I just don't think that there's that. many And, again, with Aaron Rodgers coming out publicly saying, I want to be a Jet, I don't believe that the Packers yep. have any leverage. Because we also know that Aaron Rodgers – ain't going to go anywhere he don't want to go. <laughs> and right. that's including the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Yep. So at the, yep. that's, why I, that's why I am not panicking is because, okay, if you want to play these games, what, what could end up actually happening is Aaron Rodgers could actually, if you don't give him to the Jets, you don't give him what he wants, you keep playing all these weird games, he'll just retire on you if he comes back. If you try to send him some other team he don't want to go to, he won't go there. You try to keep him, he just walk and retire on you. Then you get nothing. Now you're going into the midst with love, and you're not helping this kid out at all get better, which is going to be on the general manager again because that was his pick. It's like, what, you know, they're playing a lot of these games, and now I think that this whole thing within the media is being utilized to really try to get Woody Johnson to panic and make a knee-jerk move. That's what I think all of this is being leaked out for, It's to pull at Woody Johnson. It's to try to get yep. him to give – Step in and have Joe Douglas give up something he doesn't need to. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, that that perspective, man? Because that's what I think mm. is happening here. Yeah, I could see that, Joe. I could see that the Craig Carton thing. You know, these guys are
3: always constantly trying to break stories or come up with takes. There's, the Rogers thing is burned out. There's no, there's nothing new. Like yeah. every day, you know, you could say something else. Oh, Rogers was at a stone. He was looking at crystals at a stone shop I saw in California. <laughs>
0: So what? Who <laughs> cares?
3: You know, like like this is the news of Rogers. I'm like, come on, man. I, I mean, Joe, draft night, it'll happen. Yeah. When and, okay. and the Craig Carton. Craig Harden, Let me say this about Craig Carton. He uh, he's up for FS1, big uh, like, like a kind of a TV job.
2: He just mm. probably
3: saying stuff to maybe get his contract bigger. I don't know. There's yeah. always motives for no, people to say stuff, you know. And sure. it's just, yeah, you enough could. is enough. There's only I'm I'm at the Rogers saturation level of like nine point nine <laughs> out of ten. Let's get with Let's go to the draft night, Joe. Let's yeah. get to draft night already. Let's look at some prospects yeah. and see what we can add, and let's let the Packers. You know, the, the temperature will start rising on them, and then they can. You know, we'll see who buckles first. Joe Douglas has proven. Yeah. look at the Jamal Adams trade, Joe. I mean yep. we'll we'll see who's really gonna come out on this deal. Yeah. And I think it'll yeah. be
0: awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What are your thoughts about the Jets bringing in uh Tim Boyle, man? How are you feeling about it? Tim Boyle, Quinton Jefferson, how do you feel about those signings? Uh the Boyle's the quarterback? Right? Yeah, Boyle the, the quarterback backers- and, uh, Quinn and Jefferson it. the uh Quentin Jefferson the tackle. Yeah.
3: I like the tackle. I, I watched home and um, he had he had five five and a half sacks last year. I think anything is mm-hmm. like a Sheldon, Rich, uh, Sheldon Richardson. Uh, Rankins. Um,
1: Sheldon Rankins. Yeah. You know.
3: Yeah, Sheldon Rankins' uh, replacement. Um, I think he's going to be a decent, solid rotational player. The quarterback mm-hmm. thing is interesting. I mean, sounds to me Zach Wilson is going to be you know. Throwing balls to the third so I don't know. I don't. Talk Joe, I don't know what it. we're going to do Talk with this guy. I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to trade him draft night.
1: Head we may unload I'm him draft night. You. Who the heck knows? Yeah. Head. I'm. But let, I'm let me say this right Joe. Now, and
3: I, Yeah. Go, go, ahead, go ahead. I'll go ahead. let you finish. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, real uh, you know.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. But
3: yeah, real quick. Look at the look. Look what Bill Belichick is doing with uh, Mac Jones trying to eject him. Yep. You know, it's like yeah. it's insanity.
1: Go ahead, Joe, about the about Zach Wilson.
3: Yeah, listen, and
1: and I've talked about this, and this is going to be my final question for you. I've talked about this. Look, I know that Sulla said that Zach Wilson would be the number two guy. But bringing no. in Boyle, a guy that has experience yep. within the system, he understands yep. Aaron Rodgers and what he wants to do. He understands Nathaniel Hackett, and what he wants to do. This guy could come in, and this, I think, was a masterful move because it sets up a situation that if this deal isn't done before the draft, or maybe it takes a while after the draft, right, You have a guy Mm -hmm. in the building from the quarterback position that can get everybody in line for what Aaron Rodgers wants. Everybody. true. He can tell the wide receivers what they need to do. He can tell the offensive line what they need to do. He can get everybody in place, and he can tell them, this is how Aaron Rodgers picks. This is what the offense is about. I know it from top to bottom, right? So that, to me, sets up a situation where he could be the number two guy, and I think, okay, and we'll get to everybody in a second, callers on on, I think that this sets up a solid situation for Zach Wilson as well, because the reset with the quote fingers that he needs, the reset with the quote fingers that he needed last season was not going to happen in Mm -hmm. a week. There's a lot of things he's got to fix mechanically. Everything else, his his confidence is shot. You can see it. He's coming into Mm -hmm. an offense, a newer a new offense. We're still running the same scheme, but we got a new offensive coordinator. A lot of different verbiage and things he's got to learn. I think sitting him in bubble wrap for a year, truly sitting him in bubble wrap for a year and allowing him to learn under the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers and Boyle, a guy that is going to be more than willing from everything we heard to help him would do him a world of good. And that's something that Mike LaFleur talked about before they got him out of here as well, that it would have benefited him to sit behind a veteran and learn the game before putting him out there. And that might've been one of the mistakes to make. Go ahead and finish off Ted. Give me your thoughts on that. We're going to get to 100%. Agree, Joe.
3: 100% agree, Joe. Yep, 100% agree with that take, Joe. Bubble wrap, I agree. I was thinking cryogenics. You know, you pack him in ice for a year and <laughs> frozen. You know, and just you know, melt him down and the, next summer twenty 2024, <laughs> it's when it's hot. D saw him, unsaw him, whatever, whatever it's called, and just. But I agree, Joe. He has to sit, and we'll see if we have anything. Uh, but the first caller did say, well, real quick, the first caller did say, yeah. he, that he could see Zach being Kirk Cousins. Who knows? You never know. You never know what the right, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's got to mature, maybe he's got to, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's got to learn how to throw again. I don't know what he, I don't know about that one. But anyway, Joe, I know you got to go, but I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate yeah, I got the slide talk. Off.
1: Yep, listen, yep. Ted, I want to thank you for calling. You have a good one. Listen, Ted calling in was a fire. We're going to get back to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. I'm one man. We'll get to everybody, okay? Salutes to all the savages in the chat. I'm telling you, Zach Wilson and Bubble Rat would do a big – I think it would help him a lot, okay? We're getting back to these lines again, 515-602-9639. Subscribe. Thumbs up to the show if you haven't already. All right, and get in touch with your boy across my social media platforms, all that. Next, we are going to 386. 386, we're coming directly to you. Dwayne, other callers as well. Hold on. We'll get to you guys in a second. 386, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and awesome. what are your thoughts on this Talks about the 49ers trying to make a move for Aaron Rodgers? Do you believe this rumor that's being floated out there by Craig Carton?
5: Hey, this is Ryan King. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you. What's going on, Ryan? How's everything going with you?
5: Eh, same stuff, different day. I think it's all a bunch of BS because listen, you know, you got uh, a first round talent in uh, in who is it, Trey Lance that they got Trey over Lance? there? Trey Lance, yes sir. And then they yep. they went and they uh, they ran it, you know, into the playoffs with uh, who's that young Purdy. kid, Brock Pur- uh, Purdy? Purdy, yep. Okay, so yep. you have uh, you technically have a QB competition, and I know that you know, San Francisco saying, oh, well, you know, if, if the season started today, it would be Brock Purdy. But you know what? He could be the next Tom Brady, or he could be, you know, someone can figure him out, or, you know, mm-hmm. defenses can figure him out, and he could be nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't. And I just think that it's BS. I don't think that he would go to another NFC team, number one. Uh, number two, mm-hmm. the big issue is, is he can – if he gets traded anywhere else that he doesn't want to go, he can just retire. No one is going to mm. sit there and eat that cap space and take on that, that um, liability. Okay? It's almost like you know, if you had a house with a pool and you're renting out your pool for a pool party for 100 bucks and you have 40 kids at your house. Well, if one of them get hurt, you're liable. You know what I'm saying? That team is going to be liable for his entire contract. That's number one. Number two, um, I think our offensive line is better than what people are giving it. Um, I think that it has stepped up tremendously, and I think that we're going to be okay drafting just a couple, you know, maybe one or two um, in this upcoming NFL draft. I do Mm -hmm. think that the defense takes a step back. I don't think that we're going to be – you know, top five. Because if Why? you look at the defensive line, uh, we lost Sheldon Rankins. Um, okay. And then we lost, uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank right now. It's been a long day. Nathan Shepard. We um, lost him as well. We lost Nate Shepard. We lost Delta Rankins. You know, mm-hmm. so we lost two defensive linemen, and I, I just, I think that Sheldon Rankins was a great compliment to Quinn and Williams. I think that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they did great things, and, and they complimented each other. And I don't think mm-hmm. – I don't know why the Jets are so hesitant on moving jo- mm-hmm. um, J.F.M. inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, well, let, I don't let understand why.
1: Yeah, and let me say this, Ronnie. You, you brought some good some good perspectives. I'm really enjoying your text and your call that you're bringing. I don't necessarily think the New York Jets defense defense will take a step back, and here's why. You're looking at the emergence of Jermaine Johnson as well, right? He didn't come – he didn't do – he did, he did some great things last season, but I think he'll have a, more of a way bigger impact this upcoming season. He also dealt with some injuries as well last season that hampered him. He missed some games last season too. I think him stepping into the forefront is going to be better. Again, we'll get another helping of Bryce, Bryce Huff who has yet another year within the scheme the situation will get sorted out in quentin williams and we'll t- we'll speak about that in a second he's kind of come back he's going to be phenomenal then you add a guy like quentin jefferson who's a great pass rushing D tackle as well who's going to continue to bring the push and bring bring the front ai woods is supposed to come in i think the jets will also address the defensive line within the draft too i think that's going to help us as well we got solomon thomas i think our front is going to be solid i think we'll be fine defensively i think there's more questions on offense. I mean, of course, we're getting Aaron Rodgers, and that all be, you know, shake out. But I think there's – you'd have to see if it's more, more – uh, I think the, the more questions we have would be on offense for me, though, because, again, we've got a new offensive coordinator in the building. We've got to see how he's going to utilize guys. Garrett Wilson. Can Garrett Wilson be just as effective last year as he is, you know, this year within this new scheme? Alan Lazard is well being added you know what's going on here. We got to figure out what, what's happening with Corey Davis. Can you know our new offensive coordinator get our tight ends in the in situation and position as well? And this offensive line, there's a lot of questions. I know you said you're not necessarily worried about it, but look, I love Macai Beck it, right? I love it. Ain't been healthy in two years. Well, Do we have a tackle? Well, well, Do we have here. a left tackle? Do we have those things? So there's a lot of questions there. I'll give you the final word on that. How are, give me your thoughts on everything.
5: If you don't mind and I'm not I'm not trying to be a pain in the butt, I've listened to you before. I listen to all the different yeah. je- you know, creators and whatnot. But if you can give me like another minute I'd appreciate it. uh I no, mean go I, I have I've been working for the past two weeks and I haven't been able to even get a word out to anybody. So I'm kind of anxious. So here's my thing. I
0: appreciate
5: it. So so here's my thing. Um I'm gonna say I've always been the optimistic Jet fan, okay? I think uh, a lot of us are. I don't think everyone is, but I think a lot of us are. You know, we kind of sit here and go, yep, seen this story before, heard this story, know the ending, and then all of a sudden, one Jets drive kicks off, and, you know, the signings come, and, and then you hear from um, EA, and, you know, you hear all these different reports coming out, and you're like, oh, my God, like, this, this is the year you get, you know, hyped up. And it's funny. You know, my dad passed away two years ago, and the one thing that my mom said, they were married 42 years, she goes, I could always tell what time of year it was by the mm-hmm. way your father acted. And it was like, you know, mm-hmm. the optimistic Jet fan, okay, this is, you know, training camp. You know, hey, we're going to win a Super Bowl. Look at us. This is preseason. Hey, you know, if this team wins and this team loses, um, you know, we we have a chance to make the playoffs. Okay, it's around Thanksgiving. Oh, man, the Jets suck and they're horrible. Well, Now it's December. You know, it's just – it's Mm. funny. But make the long story short, I am so excited for RGM, and I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say that if Zach Wilson is a bust, get rid of Joe Douglas. Let me tell you, Joe Um, Douglas has fleeced so many teams on so many trades. He has been excellent in the draft. I think Makai Becton, I think he's going to be excellent this year. I think he's going to be a stud. The thing that scares mm-hmm. me with the Jets on offense, okay, you don't know what Brees Hall is going to bring. You don't know if he's going to be 100% or he's going to be like a uh, Saquon Barkley where he's just not going to be the same, okay? Um, mm-hmm. You got Alan Lazard. Um, you know, you, you, he's he's a vertical deep threat. He's a tall receiver. That's what we need. Is Corey mm-hmm. Davis going to still be on the team? He's very injury-prone. Mm-hmm. Um, you got McComb. Uh, McComb. Um or what's McCall his name? um McColl Hardman McColl Hardman. You know, yep, he's injury prone. He's got the speed. He's he's a burner. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But can he stay healthy can he stay on the field? You know, so you have all these question marks, again, new offensive coordinator, you know, there's yep. just there's just so much there that you there you just don't know. And then all of a sudden this Aaron yeah. hey. Rogers thing come out. You don't know. Yeah.
1: And, and, keep in, and keep in mind, Ryan, Sorry. again, we still our offensive line, no, you, you're bringing some, hot, some heat. Our offensive line, we're still trying to figure it out. We don't have a center. You know, Conor McGovern's gone. We're hope, Who knows what's going to happen with Ben Jones? Hopefully we'll be able to grab him. Otherwise we'll be drafting a guy. And then, again, you've got to worry about that tackle position. You know, what's going to happen going forward with Dwayne Brown? Again, is Dwayne Brown going to be the guy that's going to be our starting left tackle? Are we keeping Makai Beckton? Are we keeping him at right tackle? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of questions. But, Ryan, i got to slide off. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in. You brought some heat tonight. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend?
5: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: All right. You have a good one. Listen, Ryan, bring us a heat. We're going to keep getting to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Salutes to all of the savages in the chat. Sean Bennett in the chat going off. He says, Sheldon Rankins rank has had one decent year. They both could easily be be replaced. He's talking about Sheldon Rankins and, uh, you know, Nathan Shepard. Whoa. (laughs) I like Quincy Jefferson. I do. I like that move. And A.I. Woods is coming in. There's also some guys as well. There's a guy that could slide in this upcoming draft, okay? We'll be talking about that as well. That could have an impact too. Maybe he's a guy that ends up on the Jets. Who knows, Right. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Hit that notification bell as well. Give the stream a thumbs up. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Next, we're going to go to my guy, Dwayne. Bill, other callers are coming to you next. Bill, we definitely need to talk to you, all right? But salute. Dwayne is in the building. Dwayne, for those of you that don't know, that boy Dwayne's a savage. <laughs> be trying to creep in, bro. Just know I peep you every time. Don't try to creep in. I see you, all right? Listen, Dwayne, we are talking Jets tonight. We're talking Carton saying that the 49ers are going to swoop in and steal Aaron Rodgers from the Jets if we don't figure out a way to get this deal done. Do you believe this rumor that's being floated out there, or are you like me? Are you a guy that looks at it and thinks that this is a bunch of shenanigans that have been put out. That are being leaked by the Green Bay Packers. What say you? What's
4: up, Joe? You, you can hear me clearly.
1: Yeah, I can, can you hear so you. A, a little far away. Come a little bit closer, oh, so to me, your could. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Get your headset. Get your, headset, man, right get your right situation here. set up. Dwayne calling in. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. off that old Home Depot headset. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, I got said, a, I got a, I got, a, I
4: got a, I got a Jamaican uh, phone service. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying, it's called
0: T-Mobile. T-Mobile. You know what I'm saying?
4: You
0: know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so
4: excuse me for that. He said he's calling it off that.
0: Give me your you thoughts,
4: man. Gonna...
0: <laughs> Give me your that's thoughts, man. Boy,
1: man. <laughs> well, hey, you try to save everywhere you can. What are your thoughts about the situation? Do you believe there's rumor? Listen, I, I'm
4: not... part of me for being defamatory a little bit. Mm. I think... Rich Samini beat his dog when he heard what Chris Kansas said. now. I think oh he my. wanted to. I think he wanted to be the one to come up with that BS story first. And he saw the tweet. He saw. He said, "Help! How?
0: How did he get there?"
4: I think a bunch of these guys were waiting with some team in, you know, on on tap to 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 put out there that is a part of the trade rumors the longer this, this thing went. And the mm-hmm. only thing believable about it, I'm not saying it's 100% untrue, the only thing believable about it is how unbelievable it sounds. You're talking mm-hmm. about the team Aaron Rodgers said he would never play for, him, right? <laughs> the team that passed you know? him in the draft, right, should have drafted him yeah. instead of Alex Smith. He said, I will not play for him. The team with seventeen starting quarterbacks right now: Sam Darnold, <laughs> Rob Purdy, right? They they traded a, a bunch of picks for for, for their, uh, the, you know, the, the other guy. I forget his name now, but they traded a bunch of picks for him. Now they want to. Now they don't got the greatest cap situation. They don't got a first mm-hmm. round pick. The only thing believable about it is, if you were going to make up a team to actually come in and, and be the rumor to try to spark some kind of controversy, that would be the last team you would think of.
0: Except yeah.
4: for maybe, you know, a team that already has a great quarterback, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. that makes no sense. I think Aaron Rodgers said recently that he wouldn't play for the 49ers. And yeah, still he said out at, of at a pro
1: tournament. Yeah, he said at a pro tournament. So, Literally, the quote is, I am not going to San Fran. That's why that, <laughs> they were the first team that he shot down. Like, literally, he said it. At, they asked him, a guy asked him at the pro tournament, hey, you thoughts about the team, he, he, he looked that man straight in the face and said, I am not going to San Fran. He said it right there. It's a quote. It's a direct quote. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, come on. You
2: That's what I keep saying. saying.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think it's a bit ridiculous for myself as well. And this here's why, Dwayne, I think it's ridiculous. I feel like this is an old tactic that has been utilized before. We've seen it, right? In the past. We're all Jets fans. We love this team. We've been here for a long time. And we've seen the media leak out, you know, stories about guys that hey, this guy wants to be a jet. That guy wants to be a jet. The Jets need to make sure they sign. We've even seen guys utilize the Jets to try to drum up interest from other teams to sign elsewhere to get more money put into their pockets. We've seen us be used yep. in the past. And I think one of the big things and I want to get your thoughts on this is I feel like this is being leaked out in the Packers, leaked out by the Packers. To try to utilize that old tactic
0: to pull
1: at the heartstrings of Woody Johnson to get him to make some crazy knee jerk decision to try to put us in a situation where Woody will run to the front office and go, whoa, whoa hey, I just heard that the Niners are trying to—they're trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Hey, give him three first rounders. We don't care. Do you think that this is that's why this is being done? Because that's why I feel like it's being done. What are your thoughts? If, it, if it's the if it's the
4: Packers, the GM. I'm not saying he needs to be fired, but he needs to lose a bunch of credibility. I expect this kind of stupidity from the the New York Zet beat. Yes, they mm-hmm. absolutely have no clue that Byron Rodgers said, I would not play for the 49ers of all teams. They would they mm-hmm. completely skip past that or, or overlook that. But if the Packers
0: do you this,
4: Bro, I would question his intelligence. Like, that is not mm-hmm. – you know what I mean? That's like, yeah. you know – the, the Yankees GM, you know, you better re-sign Derek Jeter, man. He's about to go play for the, the – you know, he's going to play for Boston. He's going to play for Boston. Like, you know he hates yeah. Boston, you know? Yeah. Um, This is that kind of level, you know, Um, and realistically, some of the people that hate teams I think would play for a rival team faster than Aaron would play for the 49ers, because it's not about rivalry. It's about what you did <clears throat> to me in the draft. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, if it's the Packers GM, ooh, man, I don't know. That that don't look too smart on his part. Yeah. It suggests it the don't, no. playbook. That's it.
1: Now, when you look at the situation, right, and the, the trade continues to to play out, we're trying to figure out what's going on. As it continues to drag on, who do you think loses leverage? And who do you think gains leverage in the situation? Let's
0: say this trade it's plays a, out. Again,
1: the trade's coming up or the, the draft is coming up. As the draft's coming up, who do you think loses a game leverage here?
4: It, it ends up even in itself, out. I'm pretty sure. This is why. I know that sounds very PC. The reason I think mm-hmm. it ends Go up in itself out is because <clears throat> I think Joe Douglas is a lot, is, is basically waiting for this draft to pass. He wants this draft to pass and trade nothing for the draft, and then his pocketbook, I think his pocketbook is going to be open a little bit more after the draft because he wants to push everything into Aaron Rodgers, all the picks that he can get for this draft just in case it's one year, right? Mm-hmm. Then next mm-hmm. year, not saying, oh, we just going to throw away next year or whatever, whatever, but I think next year it's more like um, if Aaron doesn't come back, hopefully, you know, Zach has learned and he's developed and and um what's our what's our new coordinator's name again? Hopefully, he, his system Hackett. is more suitable. Hackett. See, mm. see, I've been I've been following the Jets too long. I was about to be Hackenberg, Nathaniel Hackett, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Thank God it's not Hackenberg. Um, mm-hmm. But I think yeah, I think he wants to push it till after the draft, I and mean, the Packers GM wants to push it before the draft. And maybe mm-hmm. he'll push and say, okay, I'll take the second before the draft. But I think Joe, and I'm, I'm not saying this particularly, I think Joe is mm-hmm. more, his possible opens a little bit more after the draft to even consider a first rounder.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
1: saying? Well, next year and and that's an fast. interesting take. That's an interesting take. But here's, here's my thing, is that when you look at this situation, and again, Bill, other callers will get to you in just a second, when you look at the situation, as long as it continues to play out, especially if it plays out to after the draft, that works in the Jets' favor. Because what right. that does is it allows Joe Douglas. If that, that's where I really think that we – I mean, we already have the leverage, but we really have an unbelievable amount of leverage if this plays out after the draft. Because as Joe Douglas is sitting there, right, in the command center, and he knows, okay, the Green Bay Packers for sure are not ready to give us anything, he could just start trading down we can trade down from 13 and gain so much more capital and be so much more in a, in a better set of situations, right? Because there's so many guys. That, that defensive tackle, I forgot his name. just forgot his name. He, they're talking about him sliding down the board. There's a chance that a yes, team might be willing to move up. Yeah, there's a chance that a team might be willing to move up if he's there at thirteen. There's a, there's a chance the team might want to be might be willing to move up to take this kid because he's sliding down the board. There's other players as well that could be moving down the board as well. So when you look at this situation, the position that the Jets are in, we have a chance to gain capital, also continue to address positions of need with great players that could be there again. Offensive linemen that we're talking about, Paris Johnson, other guys that could be around where we would, where we would be drafting and we'd still be set up in a situation to be able to keep our eyes on the aaron Rodgers situation the reason why it doesn't benefit the Green the, benefit the green bay packers is because if they wait until after the draft you're setting love up to fail you're setting him up right. and here's why look at our, our most recent draft the impact that it had on our football team offensive rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year right Brees Hall, phenomenal running back. We'll get him back. Max Mitchell, a guy that showed us that he could play right tackle. Clemens, right, he's going out there, he's doing his thing. You know, we got these guys. All these guys, even Jermaine Johnson, the guy we're excited about, he's going to rush the passer this upcoming season. All of that, right, look at the impact that it had. But the greatest impact that a lot of this stuff had from this recent draft, even our free agency had, is it allowed us to properly evaluate Zach Wilson. We know who he is right now. We know who he is right now. We know for sure you suck. We know that. Everything that's been around, you've got the offensive rookie to you on your team, and you still can't get it done at quarterback. You suck. We're not in the situation that we were with Sam Donald where there was big questions about who he was and, well, he never had weapons, he never had it. No, no, no. No, dog. You suck. We properly evaluated you. So we know what we know maybe you're better. You can be better down the road. With the, right, with the right you know, coaching and quarterback and all that, maybe we can turn you around. But we know for a fact it is your skill set right now, it is your skill level that is holding this football team back. Well, if the Packers don't help Jordan Love and they don't get him the weapons that he needs, we just got Alan Zard. That was one of their better wide receivers last year. They have big holes along their football team. There's stuff that they could patch up along that line. That defense needs some help. He needs other targets as well, other weapons of out. If you do not get him, those guys, to help him going forward, you've got to sign this guy to a fifth-year option. You drafted him in the first round. You're doing him a major disservice. You are setting him up to regress. That would hurt the Packers a whole hell of a lot more than it would hurt the New York Jets. <laughs> give me your thoughts on that. I'll give you the final word, Dwayne. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, 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 to me,
0: it's just the GM...
1: Your Jamaican mm-hmm. headset is tripping. Your headset tripping. You got you got to fix it. I don't know what's going go. on. You Let's found go. muffled. Let me, uh, okay, go ahead.
0: Let,
4: let, let me switch it to uh, Kingston. Boom. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so his his stalling to me, right? Looking at it from his perspective, mm-hmm. his stalling of the draft, I believe, is he wants some kind of pressure to build up on Joe Douglas, so he can actually get what he's ultimately seeking for. I guess in the first round pick. But
0: Mm -hmm.
4: as the GM, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to miss out on what he can get this draft. The reason I said it might even itself out, because if he's that stubborn to let this uh, draft go by without getting extra compensation for Aaron Rodgers, then he might get better compensation after the draft, if the compensation is more important to him than Jordan Jordan Love, so to speak. You know, uh, but yeah, he's, he, he's if any more GM would know, let me get what I can get. Look what, uh,
5: mm-hmm. look
4: at the team I'm trading with. Look what they did with all that, all those assets. And then the future assets we're talking about too. We're talking about all types of stuff. It's not just this year, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it, w- it, w- it would be foolish, but I heard they have a whole hokey system over there in Green Bay where it's like a panel of township members that, make decisions i i forgot who i was watching yeah, this is not straight up dm like yeah. every other yeah so if i'm i'm a little scared of that little hokey town you know like small town you know you know not on my lawn type of
0: yeah system
1: they have listen there. i I, um, I hear you yeah. Wayne. i i'm just i i look at the situation man it is strange but before i let you go quickly right Quentin williams april 17th is around the corner if he asks for twenty five million per four year contract, twenty five million per, are you doing it yes or no?
4: Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. I All mean right.
1: um
4: yeah, I mean the best the highest paid defender is what, um thirty thirty million a year. It's Aaron Donald. That's,
1: yeah, that's Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald though. That's that's
4: yeah, yeah that's that's
1: yeah. that's a, that's a an anomaly of a contract. But I think right now is Justin, or excuse me, Jeff Simmons right now, 23.5. Again, 25 million is what I think it'll take, man. Salutes, man. Salutes, man. <laughs> Listen, Dwayne, I got a slide off, man. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, all right? All right. Take care, Joe. Peace. All right. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. They are hot. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Bill, we're going to come to you next. My guy Kenton in the chat is going off. Salutes. He's a Packers fan. He says, as a Packers fan, it definitely didn't come from us. We wouldn't even think about trading him to a team in the NFC. I'm telling you, salutes, Kenton. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm to, like, they've already come out and said there's internal discussions already. All right? I don't think that's going to happen. All right. He also says, as a Packers fan, he isn't going to the Niners. It's all noise. Yeah, we don't believe it. Okay, we don't believe you. You need more people, all right? 602 <laughs> is the number. Call in next. I'm going to Bill. I'm coming directly to Bill now. Bill, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in. For those of you that do not know, Bill, he's a savage. Bill's
0: a savage.
1: Bill, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in, man. I really want to hear from you. We're talking Jets. We're talking about it all, all right? A lot of things, a lot of smoke and mirrors being played right now, rumors swirling about the Niners trying to chase Aaron Rodgers. That's been floated out by Craig Cardin. What are your thoughts about that, man?
6: Joe, you're the original savage. Let's just put that out there right off the bat. The original savage. <laughs> thank you.
1: Thank
0: <King> you, Joe. <laughs> You, you did so, all the research so ahead, in
6: the intro, you. man. You, you did you, you did all the research. It's, it's ridiculous this whole 49ers thing. I, I don't know who's trying to make a career out of this. Uh, just keeping these rumors flowing. I know it's been a lot of days where nothing's happened, um, but the, the media is keeping it interesting with something new every day. It, it, it doesn't make any sense for all the reasons that you mentioned. The fact that he already said I'm not going to the 49ers in public, so I don't know how uh, you know someone can run with that. In fact, they have no cap space. They have what they have like three three of the last four picks of the third round. So I know that's enticing to have three picks, at like a 99, 100, 101. I know that's really exciting to to think about for draft capital, but that's obviously not going to get it done. And it is within the NFC. So it's just just to make any sense at all. So I I dismiss it. I know the fans are getting all hot and crazy on it. Twitter's hilarious with the Jets versus the Packers going at each other's throats. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's, (laughs) there's, you know, things are going to get done. Uh, every party involved is benefiting from the, the trade happening. And, you know, there's just some, mm-hmm. some trigger in, time, in the future that is, is out there when he was on McAfee, he said, it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. It's going to take a while. He told everyone then, and, and people didn't believe him, but you know, it's going to be some, some mechanism that happens. If it's the draft is the mechanism. If it's the June 1st um, uh, deadline for, for trades, because you know what happens June 1st, they trade them after that point, then they get the spread the cap hit over two years. So, uh for me, mm-hmm. it's a question of do they want that on the Green Bay side? Do they want to have a clean sheet next year? Do they want to spread it around? So that's something I haven't seen anyone comment on. And it seems like it's either yeah. the, the thing holding them up is either the draft or, or Green Bay making that decision. But everything else is, is hearsay. We know Joe's crew is tight. Nobody's leaking. There's no leaks on that. And the Green Bay side, I mean, I don't, it could be the Titanic with all those leaks. So I don't know. But, you know, they're just putting information <laughs> out there just trying to keep the media at bay, um, yeah, keep them baited, keep us Story interesting, but I'm not worried. Most fans, I, I know, aren't worried. We're just waiting for it to happen. Joe wants it to happen. Aaron wants it to happen, and Green Bay has to make it happen. So you know, this is no other team that's going to come out and pick them up. And also, so they were talking about the Patriots for a second. But that's ridiculous because you know it's just it's just insane.
0: Yeah.
1: Now it's interesting. You brought a, a very a couple of good takes here that what you were talking about. You were talking about that money as well, which is extremely important. And I talked about that too discussing the fact that, hey, you know, they need some weapons for love, right? And they haven't made, you know, a ton of moves in free agency, but guess what? Having that money and allowing yourself to be able to go and grab those players that are left out there, you know, just in case you need to pick up something, would be huge, but I also think that the compensation as well for this upcoming draft would be huge just when you look at the impact that the recent draft had on the New York Jets, right? You could actually mm-hmm. get something with the type of compensation reportedly that we're trying to give them those two second-round picks, one could turn into a first. You could really turn your football team around. Now, that leads me to, to ask you this question, Bill. Do you think that this is a trade that will play out after the draft, or do you think that this is a trade that could be done on draft night? What would be better for the Green Bay Packers, in your opinion?
6: I, I can tell you, I really think they want this, the compensation. They're working about next year's compensation. This year is not going to help them that much. They're in the shambles. They mm-hmm. know it. I mean, they have all kinds of issues going on, not just from losing, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, Rogers and uh, Lazard also is gone. They have, you know, a lot of guys who are going to look at the situation. They're going to say, okay, what's happening here with the team? we got – how are we treating mm-hmm. our number one guy? You know, they, they need it to settle down. I don't think they can make a lot of moves. So that's why I think they're going to wait till after the draft. I think that's part of the issue is that I'm thinking Joe says, you know what, I don't want to give you anything this year because I need all I can because we have a short window with Aaron. But maybe after the draft since, uh, you know, next year, It'll be flexible to give you, you know, maybe a, a second that maybe could convert to a first. At that point, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be a late first. Um, and mm-hmm. then I think that the Green Bay Packers need the cap space. They have, you know, have like a $60 million, $40 million hit or something like that, $40 million cap. It. Why would they want to take mm-hmm. all that next year when you know, they have an opportunity to grow? They should just take it all this year. So, you know, we'll see if it happens. I'm thinking it'll probably happen right after the draft. Um, and I think we're going to use our picks this year. And if we have to figure out what it is next year, I think that's, that's what's going to happen. But, you know, it was, it, it, they told us in the beginning it's going to take a long time. Everyone's losing their minds out there. They've they got to just relax, go with the flow, and it's all going to happen. I've seen these guys talking about Amy Rogers to be in camp, uh, which is ridiculous because he never shows in the OTAs anyway, right? That was the most amazing thing. One guy from Green Bay was saying, oh, you want to be there for OTAs? And he's like, well, if you can get him to show up for the OTAs. I'm like, he's never shown up for you guys. Why would he show up for us for the first year? It doesn't matter. It make sense. <laughs> well, you know, I know people out there in Green Bay are losing their minds. It's like the first time in 30 years they're going to have to deal with what we've been dealing with for the last decades or so of having a quarterback question. So they're, those guys are losing their minds on Twitter. They're going to need some uh, yeah. group therapy.
1: Yeah, you know, I've, I've, the Packers fans have definitely, uh, you know, had a lot to say to me. I don't, I don't go crazy on Twitter. I'm not, a, you know, <laughs> crazy uh, social media. Guy. I don't talk to people crazy. You know, in real life or social media, I try to, you know, keep to myself. <laughs> But, uh, you know, they're, they're not very happy, I will say that, and they, you know, I respect it and I understand it, but sometimes, you know, things can get a bit wild, and that, that leads you to our next question for you, Bill. You talked about, you know, the we got the off-season program coming up soon, right? I believe it's April 17th, things are moving and shaking. Now, we signed Tim Boyle to a one-year deal here, all right? Yep, and when you're talking Beautiful. about the deal not being done with Aaron Rodgers, could be after the draft. We'll see when he actually, you know, this gets done or whatever. But with Tim Boyle on the roster, that provides you a guy that understands Aaron Rodgers, how how he ticks, everything, what he wants to see within the offense. He also understands Daniel Hackett, right? Yep. He knows he knows yep. everything that he wants to do. He spent time with him 2019, 2020, got to the Packers in 2018. And he also understands this offense through and through. Now, for me, when you sign a guy like that, even though Sulla said that Zach Wilson will be the number two, I don't see how Zach is the number two because this guy is going to come in and be able to tell everybody everything about what needs to be done offensively. What are your thoughts on Tim Boyle being brought in? And do you think that this opens the door to Zach Wilson being a New York Jets third-string quarterback? What say you? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree.
6: I, I don't see it the big deal is. people talk about QB2, QB3. It doesn't matter. We have QB1 that's, you know, he's emerged from the darkness. We're waiting to sign him and bring him on. The, the only the only issue, again, like you said, is we got Tim Boyle. Right now he could be working with everyone. Everyone could be working on getting mm-hmm. things up to speed even before you get to the the, uh, the April 17th uh, deadline, uh, start with TAs. So you, you bring him in, again, a strike of brilliance from uh, our side. You get him in; he could play proxy for for Rogers in the interim. But more than even being on the field, it's just getting on the phone with these guys, getting in the meeting room, talking about going over what to expect and explaining the offense. Get everyone up for, up the feet. Mm-hmm. It's another thing that you know. It's another thing with the Rogers transaction. It's like, oh, we well, need him as soon as possible. He's got to get on the same page with everyone else. He knows the offense already. Okay, he just needs mm-hmm. to get some reps in there during you know late in the season, late in the uh, the preseason, what have you, just to get comfortable with him. But he already knows the offense. You have Tim Boylan. He's going to train everyone, teach everyone the offense that way it needs to be taught. Um, so, you know, it's a win-win. So that's what it stands for. Zach, I thought going into the year it was clear Zach was going to take a bench. He's going to be third-string guy, sit back, like they were saying should have been done from day one. So I think it, is all, yeah. it's, it works comfortably in terms of that. I don't think Zach is feeling any pressure. I mean, I'm sure he's cut off all social media, so we're not going to hear much from him anyway. But he's just going to basically going to have sit sit back. He's got a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got a guy who knows the system coming in uh, now to kind of work with him. So those guys should be in the, just be in the QB room all day, all night, working on this stuff, and Zach's just going to try and get better. We know he works hard. We know he, he's mm-hmm. you know, a workaholic. We know the guy wants to get better. Just some disconnect. He's just got to figure out the disconnect, and if he has no pressure, has opportunity to just go back and sit back on how the deal is done, then we'll see what happens. Good news, too, is that mm-hmm. we have two years with Rodgers, He'll be number two. He'll just be around as long as we need him around. But Zach can come out as the number two next year and maybe be prepared at the end of two years to start. And we'll see what we have. So, when people look at the compensation and what we're getting out of for the, and I'm, the, the the cost for the, the salary wise, it's like you know we're getting two for one with maybe Zach learning from Rogers and getting in a position where he could actually start. But to your point, we know what he right now at Rogers. where with, with Zach is now, we'll see what it is in a year and a half, two years, and then you know this whole thing could turn around. Then we could have. Yeah, then we could have our 10-year starter right there. So uh, I think the yeah. whole thing, it's all, it's all amazing to see it all happen. We see Joe Douglas is putting this thing together, waiting to be put. We've seen Woody is sitting back and just writing the checks like he's supposed to do, and it's, it looks, looks like it's looking pretty good. So we'll see.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you. And I, and I think that the signing of Tim Boyle is a masterful move by Joe Douglas because, again, the longer this plays out, right, the longer you're waiting on guys to kind of gain chemistry, the longer you're waiting on guys to kind of – figure out the offense. Again, you know, this is a new offensive coordinator. They said they're going to keep a lot of concepts that were ran with Mike LaFleur as far as what we do within the Shanahan system, Mm -hmm. but the verbiage is going to be different. A lot of the ticks are going to be different. Well, now you bring in a guy that, of course, he's not Aaron Rodgers. We all know that Tim Boyle is not Aaron Rodgers, but he's a guy that can get you up to speed so that when Aaron Rodgers, whenever this whole shindig goes down, right? Once Aaron Rodgers steps in the door, everybody won't look like a deer with the headlights on, okay, a deer in the headlights. They won't look yeah, like absolutely. that. It'll be like, okay, we absolutely. know where we yeah. need to go, but we just got to, you know, just get, you know, reinvigorated, re- reconnected with the man Aaron Rodgers, but we know what he expects yeah. and we know what to do within this offense. So that's, that's, that's yeah, what
6: it's yeah, a lot of A lot of fans, yeah, a lot of fans don't look at that. They don't understand how it goes. They just think that, oh, he's not going to show up. Not, no one's going to know what to do. It's like it's during the week when you got the installation, when you have preseason, when yep. you're working on the offense, yeah, that QB room yeah. is critical. They have to understand what's going on. They're gonna go out and go go to the receiver room, go to the offensive lineman room, they're gonna to talk to the guys and they're gonna be instructors also on top of that. They have their position coaches. So when you look at that, like you said, you have someone who's mastered of this offense who knows Aaron Rodgers and his tendencies, and that's that's a proxy. You can't go wrong with that. So again, masterful move mm-hmm. by Big Joe.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts about Quentin Jefferson being signed? The New York Jets are trying to fill a lot of these holes along the oh, defensive yeah. line. We know we lost Rankins, yeah. we lost uh, Shepard, missed out on Fletcher Cox, and also mm-hmm. Calais Campbell, which was a shocker to me. He signed with Atlanta mm-hmm. before he even visited us. I thought we I, I thought we were going to get that guy. I really did. Uh, but, you know, we didn't end up with him. What are your thoughts about Quentin Jefferson being signed by the New York Jets? And uh, A.I. Wood supposedly coming on a visit as well. How are you feeling about what we're doing I'll along the defensive line?
6: Definitely good. Like I uh, mentioned earlier, we had a couple of holes. We need to fill those holes. You know, Jefferson, solid guy. You look at stats. People just uh, take a look at the numbers. They look at some ratings from some other sites. The rating is not what they envisioned. But you look at what his statistical output has been as a rotational guy and the guy's pressures and, you know, his uh, times for losses. Numbers are ridiculous. They're through the roof. And this is a guy, just because he's not a household name, he doesn't get, like, you know, 50, 60 snaps a game. People don't understand. But he fits in well with the Jets, what we do on a rotational basis. So that's key. Uh, and, you know, losing guys mm-hmm. like um, – Cleese Campbell, I mean, that happens. You know, I think a lot of guys are picking one-year deals. Uh, a lot of people aren't looking yeah, at the numbers, yeah. but the, the media deal is popping next year in 2024, so that's going to increase the cap by significant amount. So A lot of guys are doing one-year deals. i think, thinking the Jets are looking and they want to get guys to maybe more than a one-year deal like a Cleese Campbell. You want to kind of tie him down. So if he's just there for one year, you really don't want him anyway because he's going to bounce. So, you know, I, I kind of respect that. I kind of see the strategy. So there'll be some guys we're going to miss out on. There might be some bigger-name guys who get one of your deals this year and then try to get a break the bank next year. But I think Joe's done a good job. Like I said, if we can get uh, Al Woods comes in, maybe take a look at that. Draft, they have some solid candidates there. And then, uh, you know, everyone forgets about Tenzel. Tenzel uh, Smart, I think he's still on the roster. He's uh, He came in when we had injuries. That guy's uh, always been a solid player. He, he contributes on a rate, rotational basis also. So it's got to fit into what we're looking for. They're not looking for big-name guys are going to be in there for, you know, 60 snaps. These guys are going to come in 40 to 35 snaps on a rotational basis, keep everyone fresh. That's the nature of the offense. So I think we're building this thing right. Uh, definitely, you know, Jefferson was a solid, solid pick. You look at the guys' quotes, that was just like every other guy that, that Joe picks up, the guys talk about how we're going to work hard, we're going to get in there, we're going to work as a team, we're going to win. Positive guys, solid guys, high character, so very excited.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're throw some fire there. Before I let you go, Quentin Williams, April seventeenth. The clock just yep. continues to tick on. We know he's not gonna show up to anything voluntary unless there's an in, uh, extension in place, unless he gets a new deal. Listen, Jeff Simmons just signed a twenty three point five million dollar deal today with the Titans. That's a you know that's their D line. That's their star right there. The number keeps going up. What do you think is uh, going to be the price tag for Quentin Williams, and do you think we'll get this done before the voluntary stuff starts?
6: I don't know what the number is going to be. They're going to get it done. Um, they're going to make it worth his while for sure.
1: Uh, they would, you be, find, would, would you they be okay with right them now? getting – I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but would you be willing or would yeah. you be okay with them giving twenty with them giving Quentin Williams $25 million per season?
6: Yeah, why should I care? Sure, give him give him fifty million, give him all, give him what he wants. <laughs> I don't understand these fans who worry about Woody's money so much. Why do they worry about Woody's money? It's not their money. Pay him whatever you want to pay him. Pay him, make him the highest paid guy. Whatever. He's okay. Keep him happy. Show everyone that we take care of our players, and that's how you get. That's how you become a winner. That's how you attract free agents. It's bad enough that we have to deal with the state tax situation. So you got to pay guys for what they're worth. Before we had to pay guys just to get them because the team was was horrible. Now that the team is showing yeah. promise. You know, you have to pay guys still no matter what to deal with the the competition. That's how we lost sort of, you know, uh, Tariq Hill. He made a comment about the taxes and whatnot and be other issues, but it's a fact. Mm-hmm. you got to pay our guys. You can't cheat these guys and have alligator arms when it comes to the state. They have to live in and pay highest taxes in the, in the country, or some of the highest taxes. And you got to pay your guys to so show you appreciate them. You know, that's the situation that's going on here versus what's going on in Green Bay. In Green Bay, they're kind of alienating their guys. We're there here. We have to show our guys that they're wanted. They're going to be taking care of they work. So uh, I think – Joe is going to take a crowbar to Woody's wallet. He's going to get it done.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: And uh, I think it's, going to get done, it's got to get done before training camp to make sure that we get him in. There's no distractions. I mean, it's probably being done behind the scenes right now as far as we know. So, you know, I just expect to see that done any day. And uh, we got one Williams brother. we we'll got the other Williams brother. And we'll we'll get him happy and keep it going.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Listen, Bill, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It was a phenomenal call from you. You have yourself a good one, my friend.
6: All right. You the know, man, Joe. Thanks.
1: All right, you have a good one. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515 602 is the number. Call in, salute to all the savages. And the Kenton says, he's talking about this Packers fan base, man. He says that we're the very divided fan base right now. He also says we still have love for Rodgers, but we think love, Jordan love, could be good. I think the Packers don't want to take in money for Rodgers, but we, but we need the picks more. That's a fact. That's a fact. We'll see what happens going forward. There's been a lot of negotiation about the capital as far as compensation picks, and there's also been a lot of talk about how much the New York Jets are willing to take of Aaron Rodgers' contract. All right? We're going to see how this all plays out. It's very interesting, but I tell you what, the longer this draws out, the longer you know things can happen. Again, wherever you watch me from, please give the video a thumbs up. Also, share it across your social media with your friends and your family. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. All right, and hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Salutes to all of the savages. We're gonna go get back to these lines: five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number calling. Next, we're gonna go to Jake, man. We know that Jake gonna have something to say on this. Okay. <laughs> Salutes to you, Jake. I want to thank you for calling in. For those of you that do not know, Jake, he's a savage. Thanks Savage. Salutes to you, Jake. Listen, we're sitting here and we're talking. We've been discussing all night. We've had a lot to discuss. I want to start off with Quentin Williams with you first. And a lot of talk about Quentin Williams. We all know what he brings to this football team, the pressure, the disruption, Led to Jets and sacks this season. Jeff Simmons just signed a twenty three point five per year million dollar deal with the Titans. I think it's four years, ninety four million, in all. This number keeps mm-hmm. going up for Quentin Williams, man. Number keeps going up for Quentin Williams. April seventeenth around the corner. We know that he's not going to show up to anything voluntary unless there's an extension in place. He told us that. First off, do you think the deal gets done? before the voluntary stuff starts. Second off, what do you think the deal is going to look like? How much per year are you willing to give Quinn and Williams? 24, 25, 26? Give me your thoughts. Joe, good
7: evening as always. Happy Friday. Uh, happy Easter, Passover Absolutely. to everybody. Weekend, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Happy Holiday. Uh, happy Easter. Where's my manners? Happy Easter to everyone. I apologize. I'm... Go ahead. <laughs> Yep.
7: Well, actually, I just turned 35 on Wednesday, so I had a nice steak dinner for oh. Passover. So, I had to share that. Happy first. belated birthday to you! Yeah, happy belated birthday! Thank you, man. I'm, I mean, look, I'm 35, but yet I still have all my hair, so I'm pretty lucky right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a win.
7: That's a win. That's a W. Absolutely. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I did read about Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, honestly, at this point, I would wait till training camp. And the, the reports earlier had been uh, the last couple of months that they're fine. waiting until training camp. He knows the system. I'm not worried about that at this point. He knows the system. Mm-hmm. He's going to get paid. It, it's they pay him a million dollars more than what Jeffrey Simmons did with it. Twenty three, twenty four. Then pay him what he's got to be. He, he, we're not going to. We cannot let free agents leave anymore. Okay. We have to start have a lasting impression on on top players that we're going to keep them
0: because. Yeah. At the end of yeah. the day,
7: like, like, let's face it. Like, if McKagan had stayed here, he would have kept Jamal Adams. I really believe that. He would have.
0: Oh, the fact that is that
7: came in and just wanted to get rid of him because he knew he had no allegiance to him, and he was a head case and all that, and they get two first-round picks. That's the magic of J.D. we've seen. So mm-hmm. I- I'm not worried about that. It's Aaron Rodgers right now, man. That That is everything to this team right now. We've got to get this done. And I'll tell you something right I mean, the mm-hmm. reports just came out today. Uh, that it would get done by the draft, which Brian Gunkus, hello, you should be doing that. Like Brian, are you hearing me? Like, you really want to get crappy picks the next two years? Okay, wait after the draft, I'm fine with that.
1: So that, all the you know, you know what's crazy, Jake? Jake, diners, all that. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Jake, you know, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but everything that you're saying, and that's why we've had these discussions tonight, and everybody has their different perspective, right? But everyone's saying, especially a lot of people looking at it from Green Bay side, and saying, well. They should have no problem waiting until after the draft. That's how they want to play this. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you're moving forward with Jordan Love, you need help for him today. The same way that this recent draft helped us immensely to evaluate Zach Wilson, this upcoming draft can help them immensely to properly evaluate Jordan Love. If you want to wait until after the draft, you're not giving this guy any help with young players today, which means you're setting him up for regression next year which could get you fired because that's the guy that you took. So you basically wasted all this time. And, again, I think they have a, a fifty year option coming up for him as well. You wasted all this time with this guy, and then you finally put him in place. There's a lot of holes on your football team. If you keep having this, you keep having this trade drag out, all this drama playing out – you're only hurting yourself, and you're setting the New York Jets up for success because then they'll know, okay, yeah, we're not going to get it done until after the draft. Well, we're just going to start trading down so we can gain more capital. So anything that we lose in the future, who cares? Like, we'll give you the two seconds or whatever else because we're going to have so many more picks because we know what the future is. Your future is going to be in peril. Who knows if you're even going to be there because you're wasting time with Jordan love. I'm just I, – I, I think that – I'm telling you, the longer this plays out, the longer this drags out, Jake. Like you were saying, I think the New York Jets gain more and more leverage, and
0: the Packers already
1: don't have any leverage as it is. Go ahead.
7: Couple weeks, and I will say it again: the the McAfee episode with Rogers, as much as he announced now playing for the Jets, showed you the Packers are a dysfunctional mess. Their management is a joke. You have to you have to look back and see how Rogers had to mention things about Ted Thompson and Reggie McKenzie and things were just spiraling Mm. out of control. You're watching a general manager who who is the – I'm going to say it right now because he he deserves this title right now. He's the general manager who had Aaron Rodgers. He is showing you he's not Mm. a general manager right now. He's a scared little boy Mm. who's trying to show face right now and trying to do anything he can to act like he's Mm. strong-arming the Jets, which he's not. Joe Douglas is gaining more leverage every day by it. And I am more than happy if they want to do this trade on draft day. It's fine. I'm even fine doing this, honestly, by June 1st at this point now. It makes even perfect sense. So then we'll just – the whole salary cap issue gets resolved, which is really what I think truly, truly about is dragged out. And we're going to give up crappier draft picks. They're not – I'm telling you right now, guys, it's the second rounder this year and a conditional pick next year. They're not getting even the two second rounders this year. I'm telling you. They're not getting them. Wow. They're going to get, at best, a second rounder this year and a conditional third mm. rounder next year. And every day keeps going by. Joe Douglas can sit back and have cake and cookies and enjoy himself every day and rock himself slumber, knowing he's going to have the upper hand on this no matter what. So I, I just – and mm. you know what? And, God, and look, I, I know the other point wants to be mentioned tonight. Uh, he, the, the Niners – do they got Sam Darnold. Okay? My friend's a diehard Niners fan. He knows this organization and now through people – they know they're keeping their quarterbacks, what they have right now. They would not have gone out of their mm. way to sign guys like Darnold and all these people. And the picks they traded with yes. Trey Lance, they would have traded Trey Lance at this point to Ray Carson in Tennessee. That didn't happen. Keeping their quarterbacks, it's clickbait, guys, okay? R-E-L-A-X. Please mm. stop reading all this crap on tele- – uh, if I can say crap, sorry. Um, but
1: all this you could say, um, say crap. You can say crap. You can say crap. That's cool. Okay, Go ahead.
7: Whatever, maybe. But – um yeah, it's just they they have their they have their schedule straight already because Purdy's not going to play next year. He's got a bad injury, but anyway, he's coming here, guys. He's coming. It's just a question of how embarrassing do we want to make Brian Gun look every single day? Because honestly, he looks like a little child who doesn't know. He looks like wow. that movie draft. He looks like the Jaguars general manager who's panicking right now. That's what he looks like.
0: Whoa.
1: Okay, <laughs> listen. And this is Jake. He's 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 you know that Jake is uh Speaking his mind here now, as we continue to talk about this situation with the quarterback, right? Putting Aaron Rodgers aside, the New York Jets made a really good, what I believe is a very solid signing in Tim Boyle. They've brought this guy in here, and this is a guy again that has a lot of familiarity with Aaron Rodgers. They're really good; they have a good rapport, good relationship. He was with them, you know, when he played on the Packers, 2019, 2020. Also has familiarity with the offensive system. Also has familiarity with Nathaniel Hackett our offensive coordinator, which was his offensive coordinator as well, with the Packers. What are your thoughts about this move for the New York Jets to sign Tim Boyle to a one-year deal? And does this open the door to Zach Wilson being a New York Jets third-string quarterback?
7: Um, well, look, I think Hackett's got to bring in a guy who he wants. I have zero problem with that. I always, I'm, I, I want to still believe they're going to draft somebody later. Maybe this kind of ends that argument there, which I could be wrong. Maybe this does end that. And they draft another quarterback.
1: quarterback? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, yeah, wait I wait, said that, black, You I talk said about this. The...
7: So they would draft another late quarterback. I, we talked about this.
1: Oh, okay. L- l- hold on. Let's go there then. If you're saying the Jets are drafting another quarterback and we're getting Aaron Rodgers and Tim Boyle, wh- what happens with Zach Wilson then?
7: Well, that was going to be my next point. I mean, I already. Go
0: ahead.
7: My point. My point is what I was going to say next is that this is this is Zach Wilson's chance right here to show if he's even worthy of being in the league anymore. Okay, because if he cannot beat out Tim Boyle in camp, it's over. It is 100% over. <laughs> like they will have his value, his, his trade value. Hold on, hold on. His trade value will be in the. Go ahead. My original theory was before they brought in Boyle is they would at least bring in a quarterback that could be made into a developmental quarterback because they do have to think about either having a future backup in case Zach Wilson decides to you know, burn out in flames or he turns out to be somewhat decent they want to trade him. Maybe that's their plan, maybe in training camp. But the reality is, is that they're still going to plan to draft a real quarterback probably in the next two years after the Aaron Rodgers deal is done. So just going back to my mm-hmm. point about the quarterback is more to have a developmental guy or maybe a guy that could get mm-hmm. back up. Who knows? You know, we can't rule that out. But I, I, I can't mm-hmm. really t- – I could be wrong. I'm admitting I could be wrong because Boyle signed with us, and I have no problem with it. I'd rather have a guy who's a veteran presence. This Is guy going to win seven, eight games, and God forbid Aaron Rodgers goes out? No, guys, good luck. The season's over. So, um Mm-hmm. But I think if anything it's a real it's gonna be a real test for Zach Wilson. It, this is it. If mm-hmm. he loses if he loses his job to Tim Boyle mm-hmm. as the backup, it is over. Mm-hmm. It is over. I don't unless someone yeah. wants to deal with a reclamation project with him on another team, his time here is over. Mm-hmm. It's it's I'm yeah. not even gonna debate yeah. that on him. Yeah.
1: Here's the deal, And and I, I hear your point. I believe, right, the signing of Tim Boyle sets up a situation to actually allow Zach Wilson to truly rectify his career here and here's why if he is the third string quarterback which again i you know we'll see what happens if the jets draft a guy which i don't think they'll draft a qb but who knows right but let's say we go forward with aaron Rodgers, tim boyle and zach wilson zach wilson will finally have the chance to sit down and learn the offense behind two veteran guys and that's what he needs to the reset that everybody talked about, that reset and fix him last season, he has so many things wrong with him mechanically and mentally at this point because his confidence is shot, he can't read the defense, he has issues with his feet, his drop back is terrible. He, all of that stuff is not going to get fixed in a week, and it doesn't get fixed in two weeks. When you talk about fixing quarterbacks mechanically, it takes a long time. Look at Josh Allen, right, with the, with the Bills. It took them a long time to fix his mechanics. Of course, he was better off than Zach Wilson, but it took a while. If you could fix Q- QB's mechanics in seconds, any quarterback coach can do that, could be a billionaire. That's not how it works. When you look at Joe Douglas, he is tied to Zach Wilson. They've talked about through hell or high water. Sulla has talked about it, the, everybody. We will coach Zach Wilson through hell or high water. We are we, we're, we're married to this guy. We are going to do whatever it takes until – we figure out what we, the most that we can get out of this kid. And I think sitting down behind a Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers and another veteran guy that understands the offense, that can help him out in every single facet, with a new offensive coordinator that can really tailor things to his skill set, will be the best thing that could ever happen for Zach Wilson. And that will truly, truly give us a look to see if he's ever going to be anything here, ever. Putting him in bubble wrap for a year and sitting him down behind two vets is the best thing for Zach Wilson. And you know who's crazy? And I keep, I'm going to keep bringing this up because everybody dumped on him on his way out of here. Mike LaFleur said this, <laughs> he said this before he got up out of here. He ta- when they asked him about the failures, of Zach Wilson and what the coaching staff could have done better and how could they have done better coaching him, one of the things he said was it would have benefited Zach Wilson to sit behind a veteran for a year or however long to really understand the game before he got put out on the field. And that opened the door to everyone saying maybe Zach was never really ready to be the starter day one. And then, you know, eventually Michael LaFleur was up out of here. But that's the truth. That's what he needs. And I think that that situation would help him a lot. Um, And, again, I don't think they're going to cut him. I don't think they can trade him either. He ain't got no trade value. He's shown you he cannot functionally run an offense at all. Nobody's going to give you big capital for a full-blown reclamation project. Nobody's going to do that. So I think that this is setting up a situation where he could really be set up, put in bubble wrap, given a chance to succeed here. Give me your thoughts on that, Jake.
7: Well, I mean, you know, first I think – I think the Josh Allen argument, I, I'm sorry to say it's not the best argument because you have the probably one of the smartest offensive-minded people in the league coaching him. So I don't really like using that example, but I will I'm say not that. The I think, uh,
1: I'm not well, using you did, the example. I'm not using
7: the example you mentioned that is, I, the coaches. Hold on. Can I make my point? I'm just telling go you. On, on, I, just, go go I don't on. think using Brian Dable, you know, he's turned Daniel Jones to making the kind of money I never thought he'd make in his life. I love, I, I love what Daniel Jones did this year, but. Brian Dable's is clearly a, co- a quarterback whisperer, so you have to give him a chunk of the credit because Josh Allen's mechanics actually got worse this year. Like, he showed a lot of plus, hence how do you think we beat him this year? So th- that I just wanted to say that thing first. Um, you know, maybe that is their plan with Zach Wilson. I could be wrong. I'm just, I'm just speculating what I think is possibly for this team to do I think Aaron Rogers relationship with Zach. I think that definitely does play a role. We all know the news about the two of them being buddies and whatever the comment he made about like you're spending too much time in the in the uh, film room. I remember all that stuff that was talked about. So I think that does play a part. But let's see what happens in the draft, man. I'm I'm not completely ruling out that idea that they're going to get another quarterback in this room. I I'm just I. Mm-hmm. I'm just – I'm look, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it, it's a wait-and-see mm-hmm.
1: thing I'm trying to go on your response no, right li- now. Yeah, no, listen, I, I hear you, Jake. I'm just – when I use the, the example of Josh, Josh Allen had a lot of issues mechanically wrong with him, and you showed up, he was very inaccurate, all that stuff. Remember we used to call him a glorified running back? I did. You know, we all – everybody took shots at him, and then all of a sudden he came along, and one of the big things that MVP candidate year that he had, when they asked him what – happened how did you turn it around he talked about getting with coaches and how they fixed his mechanics and everything changed and it took a minute it took a minute for them to do that but he said he kept working and then boom he just got it together and there was a big season of course they didn't have the greatest season last you know last season but they still were out there and he put together some numbers and I mean we could see you know we'll we'll see what happens going forward with Zach Wilson I'm not going to say he's uh he's going to be Josh Allen but Putting him in this situation, I think, greatly benefits him. Now, as we continue to talk about the New York Jets, right, and we talk about this situation, we also are looking at a position here, the running back situation. I want to get your thoughts on this, Jake. When you look at it, man, Brees Hall, supposedly, you know, he's going to be coming back. We'll see what happens with the injury. I'm a big proponent of looking at Michael Carter. I think he's a guy that can turn it around this upcoming season, particularly. In the passing game, because of the other weapons that we've been added, him coming out the backfield, I think is going to be a nightmare for a lot of opposing defenses. What are your thoughts about this uh current uh running back position group, and could you see the New York Jets actually drafting a running back in this upcoming draft?
7: Well, Joe, I know you love Michael Carter because after I called him the Bills game, you were literally screaming excitement about him, so we clearly know how much you love him. <laughs> now, that's another. Question. I, I still remember when you said that to me, I was like, man, he is motivated right now. So uh, we definitely know how, yeah. so, I mean, Carter's going to be in the mix, not have been nice to be in the mix. Retail is going to be fine. His injury was so early in the season. He is going to be with an ACL injury of his type. He'll be fine. He's I'm not worried about, yeah. you know, if they want to, you know, ease him in, maybe not even playing for preseason. I'm fine with that. It's no big deal. It's Rob week one. He's going to be ready for week one. Um, Yeah. Listen, I, I, I know you want to talk about the running game, but, like, the question I want to talk about really is the offensive line. Mm. I mean, so I I, I kind of called into this show late, so I don't know what else you guys have been talking about. Have people, like, on the show and you guys, have you been talking about kind of, like, the direction of, like, what we're going to be drafting? Because I feel like offensive line should be the priority of anything right now.
1: Yeah, I mean we 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 discussed a little bit. Ryan called earlier and just to kinda, you know, close out the conversation with you, Ryan called earlier and we discussed a little bit about the offensive line and how it was moving and shaking and I've and we're gonna be discussing that a lot as well as the draft comes up, but when you look at it, I think tackle is definitely something we'll be looking at. And I think that there's a big conversation to be had because Dwayne Brown is being talked about as a guy that could end up being the New York Jets starting left tackle, which in my mind puts Makai Beckton back at right tackle. But right now, I think the New York Jets have a gigantic hole at center as well because to this point, and the show is live, we'll see what happens as, you know, things keep moving and shaking out. But to this point, Ben Jones has not been signed by the Jets. Connor McGovern has walked away. What are we doing there? I think the New York Jets can end up taking a center in this upcoming draft as well. Give me your thoughts on the shaking up of, of the offensive line.
0: I 100% won.
7: I've won a center for the last five years. I mean, I haven't been comfortable with centers since Mangold. I I wanted Garrett Bradbury. I wanted Creed Humphreys. I wanted uh, Tyler Linderbaum. Look how they're all doing right now. Bradbury just got re-signed to a big deal. Uh, Creed Humphreys is now on a Super Bowl-winning team. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum had an injury and still came in and was a star uh, center, even though Lamar is whatever. I'm just telling you, man, like this team needs a young center. These centers are just getting better every time you draft them. So I think it's yeah. in the best interest right now to, in my opinion, still draft the center. Ben Jones is going to get cheaper as the days go by. No one's picked him up yet. So his value after the draft is only going to get cheaper. And he's going to rely back on to going to a familiar coaching staff with um, – uh, who's, who's the offensive line coach? Now? I forgot his name. What's his name?
1: Uh, are you talking about um... –
7: the Jets, the
0: Jets. I'm not talking about uh, Dow, uh, Dow, Dow, Dowling, uh,
1: Keith, uh, Keith Carter, Keith Carter, the the Tennessee times offensive line oh, coach. Keith. Keith Carter is yeah. our guy.
7: Yeah. So I, I think, uh, I think JD has had conversations with Jones and his agent and said, listen, we're interested, but we're going to go into the draft and see what we have. And, you know, he could have got offended, but he's still a free agent. So clearly, Mm-hmm. Uh, that is still a possibility. It's the same thing how we're addressing your know, like like Juan Alexander. We're going to draft a linebacker, which, guys, we need to draft linebackers because outside of the atrocity contract by McCagnum with TJ Mosley, we have minimal linebackers on this team right now. So if you mm-hmm. watch against the Patriots, how many times they dink and dunked on us. So I just want to get that out because I'm tired of people not addressing that problem. Uh, but the point is, is that the, right now the offensive line center and tackle should be priority. I'm sorry. I'm not relying on Makai Becton until I start seeing it. I'm not. He right now is an afterthought to me until I start seeing anything. Of
1: his
7: boy. Boy, let died. me tell
1: you something, Jake. Right now
7: I, I know you,
1: you are talking to the biggest Makai Becton fan, okay, right now that's who you're talking to, Jake. All right. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, don't get me going, Jake. Don't get me going, man. Here don't we go. Savage on this chat. Jake. So I'm just telling you, you can do
7: the sirens, so Jake. here you are. Here I am.
1: Jake, all right, listen, all right. I don't give a damn where we put him. Right tackle, left tackle, he's looking phenomenal. That boy is in the gym. You heard? Every day he taking pictures. He's looking slimmer and slimmer for all the haters that was trying to say he was out of shape and fat. Whatever, whatever, right? the knee injury looking like it's up, good to go. I'm telling y'all, when 7-7 seven, seven is back out there, I don't want to hear nothing. When he out there throwing people around, picking people up, letting people know what time it is, all right, and serving people the right way, I don't want to hear nothing. That's all I'm going to say, Jake. Go ahead. Give me, your, give me your thoughts on that, man. All I'm going to say. My
7: thoughts are clear. It's been two years of not playing. It's hard to be a player to be out two years and get back. Sorry, that's the okay. real reality. And I watched this last year with the pictures and the T-shirts and all that stuff, and he was not prepared at all. Now, maybe he had a, an awakening, which maybe I hope he does, but I, I think right now as fans, we're not sitting here, you know, be, you know, begging for Mekhi Beckton to be playing because we know we've gotten out of him now for two years already. And even his, okay. and his rookie year. He, he got hurt his rookie year, too. So I, I don't want no, like yeah. players who are this inconsistently injured and then just say, well, I took some pictures of not eating Chipotle for five months, and now I, I'm sweating in a gym. Is not selling me anything. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 just, I need to see it. I think anybody here would believe that. And, you know, I don't even think that's like my savage, you know, sirens ringing moment comment. I think it's just nope. the cold hard facts right now.
1: No, yeah, look, Jake. I think we yeah, need to I draft a You, you have to. I
7: do.
1: Yeah. No, I, I hear you, and I understand that. I understand what people have that taken. And I've said it myself, that, you know, even though I love Makai Beckton, I think he's phenomenal, I could see the New York Jets taking a tackle, not even to, you know, replace Makai Beckton or not necessarily – being an insurance factor for Makai Beckton, yeah, sure. But also, you look at the future, Dwayne Brown ain't going to be playing forever, baby. He ain't going to be especially. here. All right. Yeah, he you yeah, know, no, and first, he dealt with an injury as well yeah. last season. Yeah, he dealt with an injury. So, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But, Jake, I got to slide off. Listen, this is a phenomenal call from you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? We've got a couple weeks, man, all right? Guys, R-E-L Jack, right.
7: He's coming. He's coming. All right? That's what I'm – All good.
1: <laughs> all right, salute, Jake.
0: Jake! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, Jake called in. You know, we had some takes tonight. This was a phenomenal show. <laughs> phenomenal show. Salute to all the savages in the chat, man. Going off, you know, going back and forth. Kenton says Jake is wrong. I understand there's a lot of a lot of people that don't agree with takes about Aaron Rodgers or how the Packers are handling the situation or the compensation that's going to be given up. We will see a lot of things, again, are moving and shaking, a lot of reports flying around on what's happening. So. I'm going to go ahead and close up the show. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Your boy's also on Twitter as well. Okay, I'm on Twitter, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Okay, go on over there. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all
0: times.
1: At all times. We've had some discussion about the offensive line tonight. Vera Tucker is going to be back next season.
0: All right?
1: He's going to be back next season. He's going to be healthy. And he's going to dominate people. He's going to throw people around and he's going to show them the what for, all Tell right? telling you, if you want to fix your offensive line, just take a guy from USC. That's all I'm saying, man. You know, it ain't rocket science. It ain't rocket science. You got a Trojan on your helmet? We got you. You're good to go, all right? Fight on. But go ahead, yeah. Follow me and follow you right back. We'll talk as well. Personal Twitter is YoungJay000 for those. Of you that do not know that, now you do. I'm also on YouTube as well. Come on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Give the videos a thumbs up. And if you want to troll me, get in the comments of those videos and troll me, and I'll go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person, eventually, you know, I'll be outside. I ain't going to lie to you. When you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open. Free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for taking the time to call in, the savages and the chat going off, everybody going back and forth. Any way that you interact with the show, I appreciate it. Without you folks, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to interact with the boy any way that you can. I'm going to get on up out of here. You folks have a good one. Peace. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> Jesus!